0: everyone, welcome back to Motherkind, the show that's going to help you feel more confident, happy and empowered in your motherhood. Happy New Year! This is the first new episode of 2024. I hope you all had a fantastic Christmas and New Year. I just want to take this opportunity to say thank you. Thank you for continuing to support me and the podcast. It really is such an honour that you bring me with you on your walks, in the car, on the commute, when you're in the kitchen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I promise this year I'm going to work harder than ever to bring you incredible guests to help us feel the most empowered, joyful and confident mothers in the world. I hope that you also manage to find a little bit of time to rest over the Christmas period and maybe do a bit of reflection. You know, I'm always reminded that clarity for me only comes when I take that time and space for reflection. And it's so hard, isn't it, just to find the time to do it. And I've been looking online. There's so many long review tools of the year. There was one that I looked at and it was 30 pages. I thought, I just do not have the time for that. I actually ask myself just five questions every year. It takes about 30 minutes and it always gives me new clarity on what direction I need to take next. So if you're subscribed to my email list, I'll be sending those questions out when we send out this episode. So you can subscribe at my website, motherkind.co, or just click the blurb under this episode, wherever you're listening now, and you will get sent those reflection questions that I do every year. They are so powerful and helpful to help us think about What is it that we want to do this year? And that brings me on to this episode. So, I asked our community on social media what they wanted to hear from me for the first episode of 2024. And you said you want to hear the motherhood mindset shifts that I am making in 2024. And I love that you chose this because. To me, our experience of motherhood comes down to our mindset. It's how we think about things, isn't it? And how we see things in our life completely determines how we feel about ourselves and our life. You know, the other day I was giving the girls dinner and one of them basically threw their plate, dropped their dinner all over the floor and... My mindset, I was feeling a bit negative that day. I hadn't taken any time for myself. I was a bit overwhelmed. And to be honest, that plate all over the floor, full of food, tipped me over the edge. So the next day, I reset my mindset. I did a quick little gratitude list. I got in touch with some perspective. I thought about what was important to me. I phoned a friend. I think I got out for a quick little walk around the block. And at dinner time, guess what? Exactly the same thing happened, but I felt completely differently about it. It did not tip me over the edge. In fact, I think I laughed about it, tidied it up, sorted it out. And that is the power of mindset. I don't think it is what happens in our days that matters, but it's how we react What happens, and I know that you know this to be true because just like that dinner play experience, we have this all the time, don't we? Where it is how we are that it really impacts how we experience our days. So here are four really powerful motherhood mindset shifts that I am going to be making to make twenty twenty four happier. I want to be more present, and I want to be a lot. More joyful. And these are all things that I have learned the hard way in 2023. So let me take those hard lessons, the things that I got wrong, and share with you the shifts I'm making in 2024. You are going to want to hear these. Before I get into it, just a quick one. Please do share the podcast in the episode. If you think about it, you would have discovered this podcast by someone sharing it with you, either on WhatsApp or on social media or telling you about it. We don't spend a penny on advertising, so you would have heard it from another. Another listener. So please do pay it forward, and we can spread this positive, powerful content further and further. So please share this episode with a friend, tell someone about it, pop it on social, pop it in a WhatsApp group. Okay, so here are the four motherhood mindset shifts I am making. Here is the first one, and that is that I am embracing tension. What does that mean? Let me explain. So Last year I had a massive breakthrough on guilt because I was feeling guilty a lot. It was my 40th birthday year so I was away with friends quite a bit. I had a huge project at work to deliver that I will get to tell you about in the coming weeks and I cannot wait and I was feeling guilty and if I'm honest some shame too and I'm going to tell you about the difference of those in a moment. So. When I feel frustrated by something, I do what I always have done, which is I study it, I try and understand what is happening, and then I make changes. So I was researching guilt. You would have heard if you listened to the podcast. We did a couple of episodes on it. I was studying it. I was really reading around guilt, what was going on for me. I was observing it in my own life. And of course, I'm so lucky because I get to support lots of our community, lots of my coaching clients. So I really did deep dive on guilt. Why do we feel this constant, pervasive, nagging sense of guilt? And here is what I realised. Here is the absolute bombshell moment for me, is that most of what we're calling guilt isn't actually guilt at all. Let me explain. Guilt, when you research it, is actually an positive emotion that developed so that if we did something wrong we would make amends for that if you think about it back in the day when we were tribal on the you know the savannah in the plains if we needed our tribe around us if we did something wrong that could threaten our lives right if we got kicked out so guilt developed all emotions developed for a reason and guilt developed to keep us part of the tribe so that we would go and say sorry we've done something wrong we would make amends and all would be well. So guilt is actually a positive thing in our lives. Now I know you're thinking, what? It does not feel true. I promise you it is. Good guilt, true guilt is actually there to prompt us and help us be more in line with the person we want to be. So say I lied to a friend, not like a little lie, like a big lie. I would feel guilty about that. And rightly so, because honesty is one of my core values. So that guilt would then prompt me to go and find that friend and say, listen, I'm really sorry I lied to you about that. This is why, this is how I'm going to make sure it doesn't happen in the future. It would help me be accountable and make amends. But a lot of what I would feel guilt about, so leaving the girls to go to my beloved breathwork class on a Tuesday night that I love, That is actually in line with my values, like caring for myself and my mental health is in line with my values. So what's going on here? I haven't done anything wrong, but I'm feeling guilt. So it can't be guilt because I haven't done anything wrong. Say I have a weekend with my oldest best friends. That's important to me. Again, that's one of my values, friendships and connection. I haven't done anything wrong so what is this guilt that we call guilt but it's actually not so one day I was stood at Bournemouth station waiting for a train to London to my friend Anna Martha who many of you know she had a book launch and I was stood at Bournemouth station waiting to get the train to London to go to her book launch and I was thinking about the girl's bedtime and me not being there and then I thought about showing up for my friend and wanting so badly to also be at Anna's launch to celebrate her and the book. I thought, man, this is a hard choice. And that unlocked something in me. It wasn't guilt I was feeling because I'm not doing anything wrong when I show up for a friend. It was tension at having to make the choice. So I wasn't doing anything wrong. There's nothing to feel guilty about by leaving the girls with my partner Guy to go and celebrate a friend. There's no guilt in that. I wasn't doing anything wrong. But there was tension, that push-pull. I wanted to be in two places at once. Obviously, that's not possible. So I made a choice. I made the right choice, by the way. There's hundreds of bedtimes. There's only one chance to celebrate Anna. So I went to the book lodge and it felt great. But this was a massive reframe for me. I'm not feeling guilt. I haven't done anything wrong. I am feeling tension. Now, here is the part that is literally going to change your life, which is accept the tension. Expect it to be there. Yeah, I feel tension. I can't be in two places at once. That's okay. I've made a choice based on my values, based on what's important to me. I've made the best choice with the knowledge I have right now. I feel some tension. That is okay. So before Christmas, I was invited to a friend's birthday lunch, but it was also my youngest's nativity. I made a choice. I checked in my values. I went to the nativity. Now, in the past, I might have felt so guilty that I didn't go to the lunch, maybe even some shame. So guilt is always about behaviour. I did, X, Y, Z. Shame is always about you, about me, about us. Whenever you hear a, I'm a negative phrase, I'm a bad friend, I'm a bad mum, that is shame. So what I realised with this experience as well is that I'm just feeling tension. I can't be in two places at once. I can't be at the birthday lunch and I can't be at the nativity, but I've made the right choice for me. So there's no guilt because I haven't done anything wrong. So embracing the tension is the quickest, simplest mindset shift that I have discovered and I'm so excited to share with you because it has the potential to completely change how you feel about the choices you're making. So this year I'm using this mantra, I accept the tension when I make a choice. Here's another one, I feel some tension about leaving the girls this weekend. That's okay, I'm not doing anything wrong wrong. So that is some things that you can say to yourself when you start to feel that feel horrible feeling of guilt. It's not guilt. You haven't done anything wrong. It's just the tension that you're feeling of having to make these choices all the time with finite time, energy and resources. We have to make choices. Tension comes with that. So that is the first one, embrace the tension and stop calling it guilt. It is not guilt. The challenge of when we call something guilt when it's not really, we think we have done something wrong, we think we have to change our behaviour, we think we have to compensate, we absolutely do not. So stop calling it guilt, start calling it tension. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stresses, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And therapy is a space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy is just an incredible safe non-judgmental space. I absolutely love it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule, which I think as busy mums is what we all need. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash motherkind today and get 10% off your first month. That's com slash motherkind. So that was my first mindset shift. Next one is being all in. I am fed up of feeling like I have a split focus when I'm with the girls, thinking about work, at work, thinking about home life. And it just doesn't feel good to not be fully where i am in that moment and you know i've spoken to so many experts about the on the podcast about this so much more happiness really is found by being more present So 2023, way too much split focus going on, way too much being there in body, not being there in mind. And this is a massive shift that I am going to make this year in 2024 is being fully there, two feet in, body and mind. So if I'm I'm with my friends, I really want to be with them if I'm with the girls or guy, I really, really want to be there. If I'm working, I want to be completely present and absorbed in the work that I'm doing. Just before Christmas, something really tragic happened in our community. A mum at our school, a mum of a one-year-old and a five-year-old died. Now, I didn't actually know her personally, but Obviously, when something like that happens in the community, I've thought about her and her family a lot this Christmas. It really made me reflect and think about being more present. I don't want to be with the girls on a day out or just doing something main, mundane and being somewhere else in my mind because you miss and I miss those little joyful moments like a little hand on mine a funny little thing that they say I don't want to miss those moments and equally when I'm doing something for me or when I'm at work or when I'm with Guy or when I'm with my friends I don't want to miss the little moments of joy and happiness that bubble up and you can lock in but only if I'm present. So You know, I'm really clear on what matters most to me. It's my joy, my happiness, being present, this community, living my purpose, my friendships and my family. But I still get so distracted by just the day-to-day crap. And in 2024, I am not going to do that. I am on a mission to be way more present. I don't want to be... You know, sat with the girls watching TV, thinking about something else or stressing about how messy the room is or what I've got to do next. Or, you know, I don't want to be at work thinking about what I'm going to cook for dinner that night. I want to be all in wherever I am. And you know, something that I've noticed already in this experiment, we're nine days into 2024 and something that I've noticed, which will not surprise you, which is a massive blocker to this, is my phone. Oh my God, I'm so addicted to my phone. If it is near me or with me or on me, I am checking it. And so often it's completely mindless. And, you know, when I think about reflecting back on these years of my life, you know, when I'm older, I don't want to think about me being with the kids or being with my friends or just being with myself and having that phone constantly distracting me. You know, I I don't drink, as many of you know, and I think social media is like my escapism. It gives me just that sense of like zoning out, numbing out, and I love our mother kind community on social media, especially Instagram, but I hate that scrolling that I do. So, I really need you to help keep me accountable with this this year. I'm going to be talking about it on social a lot. I do not want to be continually distracted by my phone. I'm going to be testing out lots of different boundaries and I'll be talking to you about those. So one of the boundaries that I'm testing at the moment is no phone before I take the girls to school. So I don't want to be making breakfast, looking at what I've gotten on that day, replying to the gazillions of WhatsApps that have come in overnight, looking at what's happened on Instagram overnight with Motherkind. I want to be present at breakfast. And I've been testing this out and I've got to say, the last few days, I have been way more present getting the girls off to school. The mornings have felt easier, calmer, less stressful. I think because, you know, we talk a lot on the on the show and interviewed lots of ed- experts about co-regulation and mirror neurons. So the calmer and more present we are, the calmer and more present the kids are. So it just makes the morning easier. But something that I've noticed... Is that I keep thinking I've missed something important especially on the class WhatsApp that I should be doing like don't forget this today and because I haven't got my phone with me I'm thinking about that so I'm still distracted but it is not to the same extent as when you know back in December I'd been making the girls breakfast checking emails checking my phone replying to messages you know I'm just completely distracted you know when I'm doing that I'm not with the girls at all you know I'm in another world so it has definitely helped make the mornings easier and another thing I'm committing to and I'm shifting around this being all in and being more present is building up a strong meditation practice again so when I was a new mum I had a really really strong practice because before motherhood I was really really into meditation so I managed to carry that through into my early postpartum I was doing like 20 minutes a day completely regularly now as happens life got busier mother kind took off had another. The child, house moves, all sorts happened. And I've never got back into that regularity. I'm really good at dipping in and out. You know, as you know, I love calm and I'll dip in and out of that. But what I want to do and commit to is a really regular practice. So I'm going to start with just five minutes, but make sure that I'm doing it every single day. It's way easier to set myself and to set yourself a lower target, like something that's easy and commit to doing it consistently than to say I'm going to do 20 minutes once a week, for example. So meditation is just the best tool that I know for reducing stress because it Teaches you everything that I'm talking about here. It teaches you to be present and it teaches you to watch your thoughts. So you can have a thought, such as we were talking about guilt, you know, I feel so guilty or shame, you know, I'm such a bad mum. You can have those thoughts, but not believe them because you get used to watching them like clouds go by or ripples on a pond. There's loads of amazing analogies that meditation teachers use so it's definitely the best tool that I know for reducing stress so I want to get back into it and I just love guided meditations as well Jay Shetty does one on calm it's seven minutes which is a little bit longer than five minutes but it's kind of perfect because there's a little bit of breathing at the start He talks about topic, gets you to reflect on something and then there's a little bit of breathing at the end. So I'm going to commit to doing one of those meditations every single day for a month and then I'm going to report back how it went. If you do want to join me on that, you can get 40% off uh, Calm because they are a sponsor of the show. So you can just use the code MOTHERKIND. So that is my second mindset shift is being all in, being more present. On to the third one, which is making everything easier. This year, I am making this huge mindset shift where I'm going to make everything easier in my life, motherhood and outside of motherhood and everything else that we we do by asking myself this really simple mind-blowing question how can i make this easier it's one of my favorite questions i learned it from tim ferriss who's an american author and podcaster i love his book four hour work week how can i make this easier Often for me, the answer is asking for help, doing less or going slower. I use it at work a lot. I ask my team all the time, how can we make this easier? It's just such a powerful reframe. So I'm definitely someone who has the tendency to make things complicated or hard for myself. I've got this old belief that If it's hard, if there's struggle, if I have to work hard, then it's somehow more worthwhile. I have this weird equation that sort of stress means that it's worthwhile. And I'm really working to rewire that and change the equation that I am allowed to move through my days with complete ease. I'm allowed to make things easier easier for myself. It doesn't mean that it's not worthwhile that I'm being lazy or that I'm taking shortcuts. It just means I'm conserving my energy. I'm giving myself permission to be happier, which is what we all want, right? So decision by decision, I am focusing on that. Let me give you a little example. So meals. Oh, my God. So Guy and I, we do this fair play. And we've talked to Eve Rodsky, the author of Fair Play, a couple of times on the podcast. It's a system where you divide up domestic responsibility. It's incredible. So in our fair play split, I am responsible for weekday dinners and last year, it just wasn't going very well. <laughs> I just found myself not putting enough effort in, so it wasn't very tasty or delicious. Making the same thing, like, week in, week out. And it became a bit of an area of tension between Guy and I. He was saying to me, we always have the same things. My girls aren't great at new food, so I was making something for us, and there's something different for the girls. that I said I'd never do, but there we are. So... It just wasn't working. It just was not working. No one was happy. I wasn't happy. The kids weren't happy. So I asked myself the magic question how could I make this easier? And I thought about meal boxes. So, you know, like Gusto, Hello Fresh, Mindful Chef. I've tried them before, but kind of sporadically. Like I've never gone it all in on it like a regular slot and just been like, this is what we're doing now. So that is what we have started doing. We started doing it the back end of last year and it is making things so much easier because we have two meals a week. We get them from Mindful Chef that I love and it is just sorted. So this week I've asked myself the question again, how could I make evening meals even easier? And I think I'm going to batch cook two meals on a Sunday evening, put them in the fridge or a freezer. So that would be four meals a week sorted. And these are the little switches that I am really getting into to make everything easier? So that is the magic question that I would love us all to start using in 2024. How could I make this easier? Okay, so on to the last, the fourth one. Another massive breakthrough that I had in 2023 was that balance is complete bullshit. I want to focus on boundaries, not balance. So I was trying to aim for balance. And to be honest, I was just miserable. <laughs> because if you think about it, things can never be done in balance. Like I've never found a time, and I bet you haven't either, when work, friends, family and all the other things in my life were perfectly in balance. Like that never happens there's always a time when the girls need me more or work needs me more or i need me more that's just the natural state of things that they are in flux they are in flow some things are dialing up some things are dialing down So resisting that natural flow and aiming for this elusive balance idea that we've been sold is just another way to beat ourselves up. So I am saying, and I really want you to join me in this, no more. We are not failing if things are out of balance. That is just how it is. So this is the breakthrough that we need. Boundaries, not Balance. You might have seen me talk about this on social media and I actually did some corporate talks on this too because I am so passionate about getting this message out. I want us to stop judging and beating ourselves up with these old ideas like balance because then when we feel like we don't have this balance, we're doing something wrong and that is completely unhelpful. And I want us to start getting on our own sides by using things that actually work like Boundaries. So, a boundary I am putting in place is no emails on Friday. So, Friday is my day with my youngest, and I don't have long left because she'll start school in September. So Last year, I found myself, you know, at a farm park with her on a Friday, replying to work emails. And I hate it. It links to what I was saying before about just being split focus. I really don't like it. So I didn't ask myself that question. How do I get more balance? I asked myself a way more powerful question. What boundaries do I need on a Friday? So I thought about it. And then the answer became really simple and clear. I don't want to look at email on a Friday. So the thing with boundaries is that they are for you. They are actions and promises you make. And here's the key. Keep to yourself that help you feel happier, calmer and more empowered. So let's ditch this idea of balance and start asking ourselves, what boundaries do I need? Do not think you are failing if things are out of balance. That is just the way it is. But ask yourself, what boundaries do I need? So those are my four mindset shifts based on all the mistakes that I made last year. I've learned the hard way so you don't have to and these are the four things that I am focusing on and shifting in my motherhood mindset in 2024. I'm embracing the tension, I'm being all in, I'm making everything easier for myself and I am focusing on boundaries not balance. You know The reason I am so passionate about this podcast, about the work I do with Motherkind is because motherhood is so intense in the world that we live in today. And we need these shifts to feel happier and more empowered. And everything I share with you is to help you. And nothing lights me up more than sharing these tools and ideas with you. So I really, really hope that some of what I said has resonated. I hope it's been useful. And I promise you that 2024 in Motherkind is going to be a phenomenal year. The more you share and support the podcast, the bigger it gets and the better it gets. So can you do me a quick favour? Wherever you're listening to this, scroll down and look for where it says Reviews. To rate, give it five stars, write something quick like I love it. It just really helps to spread the message and we haven't had a new review since July and I check most days so please, please, please make me happy. I read every single one and leave one. 2024 is going to be our year. I can just feel it. I can feel so many big things for Motherkind and I can feel so many things coming your way too. So I am sending lots of love to you and your family and I will see you next time.